Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. He is awesome. He is mighty. Hallelujah. And we praise him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your presence. Father, I ask for the anointing of Holy Spirit in a mighty way today. Not only anoint my lips to speak forth your word with accuracy, but anoint the ears of the hearers that they can hear what the Spirit of God is saying to them. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Fundamentals for Healing. That is the title. And uh, I have some uh, three scripture verses that we could uh, perhaps be able to listen to. Three scriptures, very simple, but they, they're very profound. And perhaps if you could put the first one there, it's in the book of Proverbs, if you have your Bibles, Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 22. The first verse, it says, put it on. I'll read it to you. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saints. The next verse. Do not let them, the word, depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Following verse. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. It's very important for us to understand the scriptures. Before I get more into these verses, we need to understand that it is God's will, even from the Old Testament, I will show you, it is God's will for us to be healed and to walk in divine health. You and I, doesn't mean that we don't get sick, but you and I, do not have to walk with sickness after sickness after sickness all our lives. Something happened what God did for us. And it's very important for you and I to be aware of it. See, it started from the Old Testament. It's not a thing of when Jesus came on the scene. In the Old Testament, God healed people. He raised the dead. He did miracles, provisions. He did all things. So it's nothing new. It's a matter of us understanding the word of God. It's not about feelings. It's not how I feel or how you feel. It's what the word of God says to us. That is very crucial for us. It is so important that it started, I, you know, there is a book of the Bible that 
We don't like to read too much. It's the book of Leviticus. People don't read that book. They skip through that. They say it's a law. It's so much law. The Torah is not law. The Torah is teachings, instructions. That's what the Torah was. It's instructions for us to know. Because we are a chosen generation and God chose the people, the Jewish nation, through Abraham. He chose them and gave them instructions how to live a better life. So it's instructions. It's not law. Instructions. In the book of Leviticus chapter 16, there was something that Moses, you know, Aaron was chosen to be the, the high priest for the nation of Israel. He was the first high priest. Now, he was, he had four sons. And two of them, after being high priests and knowing what God was doing through their father, one day they chose to bring strange fire to the holies of holies, to the presence of God. And you know what happened to both of them? They got fried. They got killed instantly. Why? Because they brought strange fire to the presence of God. After that, Aaron was obviously the, his two boys. He was ready to cry. And God said to him, tell him not to cry. And tell him not to come this way. Whenever he wants to come to my presence, I have a way of coming to my presence. Hallelujah. You and I cannot come to the presence of God knowing that we have sinned in our lives. We need to repent first and then we come into his presence. Hallelujah. So he told him some ways of doing it. He said to him, get two goats. Some animals had to be killed. And two goats, one was going to be kept alive and was the scapegoat. The other one was to be sacrificed. Hallelujah. So Aaron did that. And he killed one of the goats. And he brought the blood of that animal into the presence of God. He put blood with his fingers in the four corners Hallelujah, of the ark. And then there was a mercy seat. He put blood in the mercy seat. Why? Because the blood would cover the sins of the nation of Israel. Hallelujah. It would cover them. But he had to do it every year. Not whenever Aaron felt like going there. Only once a year. He was able to do that. And he could not go into the presence of God without the blood. See, the New Testament, it is the Old Testament revealed. Seeing that we see through a darkly glass. So the Old Testament was a type of 
It was a type of so that you can see. So when you read that book of Leviticus now, you are going to look at it differently. Because you're going to look at it with the type of what Jesus did for you and I. Hallelujah. So he brought this animal, brought the, blo uh, brought the blood, poured it there, and then he went outside the presence of God. No one else was able to go but him. I might interject here for you and I. There's, if you see the tabernacle, outside there was the multitude of people. But then when you went to the holy place, it was less people. Only the priests. But when you went to the holiest of holies, it was only one person. So God wants you because he calls us priests. So that you and I could go personally to his very presence. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Glory. But it's so important that he went out. And when he left the presence, he laid hands on the other goat that was alive. When he laid his hands on it. All the sins of the nation, for his sins, of his family, of the nation, was put on that animal. Then, it was a designated person to bring that animal to the desert. See, Jesus Christ, you know, remember, Aaron was the high priest. Two animals, one to be kept alive, one to be killed. Jesus is our high priest. <clears throat> but he was the scapegoat at the same time. And not only the scapegoat, but the sacrificial one. Hallelujah. So that you and I, he went as high priest. As high priest. He was a scapegoat. He got the sin of the entire world upon him. God put the sins of the world on him. Every person that ever lived and will ever live, should the Lord tarry, his sins will be on him. Every sickness, every disease, every, every pain, every discomfort, the curse of the law was put on Jesus Christ. As high priest. And beautiful thing of Jesus. What he did for us. Is that when he died. He resurrected the third day. As high priest. Mary wanted to hold on to him. He's, I mean he's a teacher. Master. Who wouldn't want to hold on to him? You don't go no place anymore. That's it. He said, don't hold on to me, Mary. I got to go to my father and your father. See, you notice, my father and your father. 
I had to go there. It was a purpose. See, Aaron put blood on the four corners of the mercy seat. See, the mercy seat, God showed the mercy seat to Moses. That's why he built it the same way that it's in the heavens. It was not something that he just came up with this idea. God revealed it to him. He made it to the exact measures, everything, to details what God had. So when Jesus resurrected, I have to go to my father and your father. What did he go there for? Hallelujah. To bring his own blood. To pour the blood on the corners. Not only on the corners. To pour his blood on the mercy seat. Hallelujah. To put the blood on the mercy seat for you and I. So when God sees you. He doesn't look at you what you used to do. Oh no. He looks at you through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This is why the atonement is so important. See, I don't know if you have ever asked questions when you read the scriptures. But ask questions. If you don't understand, ask God. See, God sent the Holy Spirit. He sent the Holy Spirit to bring revelation to us. It's not just to feel good. It's Revelation so that your life and my life can change through what God reveals to us. Hallelujah. So what? Have you asked question? Why did Jesus heal the sick? Why did he give sight to the blind? Why did the cripple walk? Raised the dead. The lepers were cleansed. He forgave sins. Why? Three, Jesus, and in the Old Testament, he revealed the atonement through the prophets. See, every prophet of all spoke of someone who was coming. They all spoke of someone. So the central figure of the Bible, it is Jesus Christ. There's nobody else. It's all about him. And so they spoke about the one who's coming of this atonement. So Jesus was showing what the atonement looked like as he healed the sick. They spoke about me that way. Well, I'm going to show you so you could see. You don't have to read about it. You could see with your own eyes. The atonement of God. This atonement is so important for you and I. So that you and I could walk under this. It's a covenant. It's a substitution. He substituted. To the sick. He said you don't have to be sick any longer. Remember the man who said if it is your will. To heal me. Jesus didn't think about it. He didn't have to pray about it. He said, it is my will. I will for you to be healed. And he healed him. Has it changed? 
Well, the book of Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is not going to change for you and I. If someone doesn't believe in healing, sorry, get the scriptures right. Learn the scriptures. It is for today. Healing is for today. The power of God is as good today as it was in the past. He forgives sins. See, somebody asked you to pray for them to increase their faith. No, faith doesn't come by you laying hands on people. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing again and hearing and hearing the word of God. That's how faith comes. You increase your faith. You get in the word. You read the word from cover to cover. Don't skip the other one. I don't understand this. Well, ask God. Ask the Holy Spirit. See, when you look at the Bible, it said, well, Proverbs were written by Solomon. And, and Peter was written by Peter. And Matthew by Matthew. And, and John. No. It was the Holy Ghost who wrote it. He just needed someone to put it in pen. But it's the Holy Spirit. Every word in the scriptures is already anointed. You don't have to ask for the anointed. It's already anointed. Anointed by the Holy Ghost. So you ask the Holy Spirit. I don't understand Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Ask. See, you don't question God. You ask questions when you don't understand. It's a big difference. You ask God, help me to understand. When I was praying about, the pastor asked me, and I had prayed the whole week, and, you know, been because this is an unusual year, with this coronavirus and whatever title they want to give it anymore, it just... Whatever it is, you know, it is. So you have time to pray. And if you haven't taken time, what are you waiting for? Take time to pray. Get in the Word. You can't go outside. Get in the Word. Why? There's food in here. Could you put the scripture, the first scripture first in there, please? My son, give attention. What is so crucial for you and I to give attention to my words? Incline your ears to my sayings. There must be an attentive ear. We must pay attention to what God is saying. Listen to him. Those who have an ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit of God is saying. The next verse. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. There must be a steadfast look at the word. The people of God, when they were in the desert, they sinned and 
snakes came and bit them. God told Moses, get a pole, put a snake on it, and whoever looks at it will be healed. And it was not just to, oh, oh, that's a snake. No, no. It was, oh, that is a snake. And looking at it, and healing came. So you and I must look at him. When you and I look at him, and we keep our eyes on him, healing comes to you. Hallelujah. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep them. Before that. Keep them in the midst of your heart. There must be an enshrining heart. And the heart is not here. And the heart is not here. This is the pump. Okay? This is an organ. But the heart is here, where the Spirit of God is. See, when God, Holy Spirit, speaks to you, speaks to your spirit, man. Speaks to your spirit, man. That's where he dwells. He was going to be with you, but this time he's going to be inside of us. Strain those words. Look at the result, the last verse. Ta-da. They are life to those who find them. You notice in there, life to those who find them. If you don't look for them, you will not find them. You have to look for them. They are life. They are life. Not only that, it says, and health to all their flesh. That's nothing to do with the spiritual healing. It's got to do with the physical healing because it's all flesh. All flesh. Every part of your body can be healed by the power of the living word. Every part of your body. That's why you and I we have a high priest. No one has to go once a year again to the presence of God with blood. One person went there forever and ever and ever. And he is interceding for you and I. So that you, we could go with boldness, with an assurance that God hears me. God understands me. And God desires for me to walk in divine health. And those of you who are watching on the internet or on TV, I say to you the same thing. God can heal you right at home, whatever you are. There is no distance with God. I have seen thousands of people being healed by the power of God. Not only that I have laid hands on them, but others that were at thousands of miles away, prayed over the phone, prayed over the internet, and all these things, God healed them. Why? Because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. 
And it is the God that heals. Hallelujah. And if you need a touch from God today, if you need a touch in your body, today is your day. You are not here by coincidence. You are not here because it feels good to come. It's less people. I could keep my distance. No, it has nothing to do with that. You are here because God assigned you to be here. He called you to be here for the purpose to touch your body so that you then can go from here healthy and then you can be used by God to touch others who are unhealthy and bring the healing power of God through you. Are you a candidate? Yes. You know why? What are the requirements? Being born again. Those signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's not they might, they shall recover. I know that times when I have laid hands on people, said so they get healed, the Bible says they shall recover. So I, when I pray for someone, I have no doubt that they shall recover. Why? The Bible tells me so. And I'm going to believe this. I don't go by feelings. I don't go by anything. I go by what the word of God says. They shall recover. They shall recover. Now there are miracles who are instantly. Miracles happen instantly. But then there are healings. What do you do? Healings is a process. You believe you get healed when you ask or when you pray. But then, what do you do? The healing takes time. In the meantime, what do you do? I believe that by his stripes I was healed. I believe that I walk in divine health. You confess the word constantly, constantly, constantly. Not what you feel, not what your eyes see, but what the word of God says. The promises of God, they are yes and amen to those who believe. And it might take a little while, but as long as you keep your eyes, their health, their life and health to those who find them. And it's for you today. Do you believe that today? Hallelujah. It could happen to you. It could happen. There is no problem with God. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask if anybody over here needs a touch from God, physical touch. Yeah, you came here sick. Whatever reason it is. See, every sickness and every disease must bow its knees to God. The Bible says every, every, every tongue, every knee will bow to God and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Are you sick? Do you need a touch from God? You're a candidate to be healed today. You don't have to go home the same way you came. What should you? We have a high priest. Hallelujah. We have a high priest. 
who took every sickness and every disease. And if he bore our sicknesses and diseases, why should you and I carry them? Why? If he bore sicknesses, not some, all. All our diseases, all our pain, all our infirmities, why should you and I carry them? Don't. He is big enough to carry them. I don't have to help him. I'd rather give them to him. I volunteer sicknesses and diseases to him. Pain, I volunteer, give them up. Why? He carried them. He bore them. Hallelujah. So that I could walk free and take his burden. His burden is light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If anybody is sick, you need a touch from God, I want you to stand up. Whatever sickness it is. When you're standing up, if it is possible, put one hand in that part of your body that you're, and raise the other hand. In the name of Jesus Christ. He gave us authority over sickness and disease. And I'm going to exercise that authority that he gave me. I'm going to use not my name. My name means nothing. But the name of Jesus. The name that is above every name. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I take authority over sicknesses and diseases. And pains and infirmities. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command sicknesses to leave right now in the name of Jesus. I speak healing to heart condition, to back condition, to shoulder conditions. I believe, I pray healing for problems with your head, intestines. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command sicknesses and diseases and pain to leave your body now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father. And I thank you, Father, that you always hear our prayers. And you always answer our prayers. And it's all for the glory of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Thank you, Miguel. Told you guys. <laughs> Love the revelation of the atonement. Thank you. And the Spirit of God has refreshed us and spoken to us at home, here, and He will continue to do that because there's uh, something that's going on in the Spirit. The words I speak to you are Spirit and they're life. And there's changes that have happened in the context of this preaching. There's changes. You can feel it. You can tell. And I just want to, pastorally, just encourage you to let God have the, those changes and let him reconcile you and, and uh, keep the, the news uh, and keep the concerns. Um, I'm not saying don't be aware of them, but don't put them on the, don't put them on the front burner. Put them on the back burner. 
Be aware, but let's keep the Holy Spirit. And the, Paul said, we have this ministry of reconciliation. The world right now is ready for some help. So we're praying and we're proclaiming. And uh, I want to just, if you stand up, put your hand on your heart. I want to I pray for you, bless you. To have the ministry of reconciliation. God has strategically placed you in this city you live in. And in the job you have, in the neighborhood you live in, the school you go to, he has strategically placed you for such a time as this, not to fret and worry about what's happening in the world, but to boldly proclaim in the anointing of the Holy Spirit the message of, of reconciliation and atonement that Miguel preached so well about just now. We can learn and grow more. Uh, I mean... Uh, David Grant has this book, 39 Stripes, What Did They Buy? That's a great resource, 30 Days in Isaiah 53. It's just by coincidence, quote, unquote. This is available in our, it's available on Amazon. It's available uh, right now in our uh, bookstores, a book signing afterwards. But I want to bless you right now with a healing anointing, not just for yourself, but for others and for, uh, and for the message of reconciliation. I, uh, I did some extensive soul winning this last week. I just was tired of fasting from soul winning, so I went out and did a bunch of it, and I ran into this young man sitting in a car. He said, yeah, I'm, I know. I, I've been saved in the past. Um, in fact, I'm a pastor's son, young guy, 20-something. And I said, he, I said, how are you doing with Jesus now? And he said, I've, I'm so far away right now. I said, why would you exchange the supernatural joy of, that you had in God for the despairing, crazy, toxic emotions that you're now having in your life? He said, I don't know how it happened. I just fell into the world, and I just got deeper and deeper. And I, I led him in a prayer of repentance. He wanted to repent. And, and um, my follow-up system, my most important follow-up system now is to say, who can you text or call to get reconnected with, what Christian friend do you respect that can disciple you? And I said, who is that person that you can call? Will you call that someone? Yeah. What's one of the person's names you call? He said, I'm going to call my dad, pastor. I'm a pastor's son. I'm going to call my dad. And you know what? People are ready. So we declare over all of us right now, both an ongoing revelation in our hearts of this wonderful message of atonement of Christ. Hallelujah. For ourselves and for our world. Healing, reconciliation, forgiveness of sins, all the beautiful nuances of the atonement. We declare that we are ministers. We are apostles ourselves. We are sent ones. And we praise you for the opportunities you will bring in the near future for us to, have, to, uh, to declare and to demonstrate this message of reconciliation by the blood of Christ. And we pray all this in Jesus Christ's name. And everybody said, amen. amen, amen. Thank you for being with us this morning, my friends. And you have a super week. God bless you.
There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen. The sweetest of loves, where my heart becomes free and my shame is. 